In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your three funniest friends. Which is, which us. is us. Today we're talking about Bill Taylor, George Kent, and Donald J. Trump. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! You're the pop- Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! I was suggesting that we have Bill Taylor saying, weird circumstances added to our added, added to, to our, our intro yeah, I feel yeah. like there were a couple things yeah. that could mm-hmm. get put in the intro if we if we totally. do a re, rebrand for that's 2020 that, would, that would be a fun brainstorm let us know what you guys want it. oh yeah that's a good idea <laughs> yeah outsource this yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah if there are any if any famous clips that you'd like yeah. like to hear I think we gotta get Bill Taylor's voice for in sure there. it's gotta oh. be in there it would be such a waste of a true Magnificent talent. What a great voice that the man best has. Voice. Yes. As soon as, truly, as soon as he opened his mouth, yeah. I was like, oh, it's on. Like, speaking, yeah. speaking of which, we have a special guest on today's podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's me, Bill Taylor. Yeah. So we're obviously going to talk about yesterday's public impeachment hearings today, but we did want to address, um, as we're recording, we're recording a little after 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and there are reports of a school shooting in Santa Clarita, California. Um, it's about 30 miles north of Los Angeles. The most recent information that we have, you will surely have more information by the time you listen to this, um, is that at least six people have been taken to the hospital with injuries. The suspect has been injured by police and is also in the hospital. That's the extent of information we have now. There's some more reports, but they will likely change. But we just wanted to make sure we were addressing that. And um, we will keep you posted on our other platforms. And But we'll be watching and hope everyone out there stays safe and, yeah. and knows where their loved ones are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hearts go out to anyone affected or in the area. Yes. And after we know exactly what happened, I'm sure we'll hear lots about all the numerous thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers. Yes. Yeah. Also oh, be yeah. distributed. I'm sure. I'm yes. sure. And if you sign up for the newsletter, we'll have more information. For sure. For Absolutely. Know. Yep. Should we talk about Happy what impeachment? Oh my gosh. It's just began. I, I can't believe that that was day one. <laughs> yeah, that didn't really occur to me until you just said it. It was one day. It was so long. Was first long. of all, I watched op- I, I watched all the opening statements. That was two and, and a half hours. a question until two hours in. Yeah. And then I was like, I have to leave my house. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. have shit, I got shit to do today. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I have to live. Right. I know. I saw someone tweeted like more live tweets. And was like, we had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, I have to take a shower. I have to eat. Yeah. Like, right. like, there totally. are things. There are other things in my life. Yeah. Um, but wow. Yeah. I it even ended at like four. And I was like, that's it. Because I feel mm. like Mueller was like even longer. Yeah. I felt like it was supposed to start at nine, but maybe that was just all the news coverage, like telling us to tune in early. Oh, yeah. They started coverage at like eight, but it was always going to start at 10. I did. So I was like, I was like, I was like hoodwinked. 
I was like watching oh, yeah. it at nine and I was like, what's happening? And I was like, why am I still watching this? Nothing's right. happening. Yeah, it's just them. It's just them Pundits. pontificating. It's yeah. funny to watch on CNN and them for like an hour and a half. They're like, any minute now. Yeah. And then it's just like some random white guy shows up and they're like, there he is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's George. Like, that's right about when I tuned in that they were like, they're here. They're answering. It's happening. And Can you believe like, it? Oh my God. They're going through the scanner. They're, they're, they're putting their stuff through the scanner. Look, look, even they have to do it. It's it like, was more boring like last week's and the weeks where like we were pretty sure the White House wasn't going to let the people come but we were mm-hmm. still like just just one eye on on the yes. security uh, yeah but yeah so okay we started at 10 a.m we started off right away adam schiff chairman of the intelligence committee gave a pretty compelling opening statement about yeah. why congress was moving forward with this process um adam schiff knows how to give an opening statement he man. really does he really does he, we're, he yeah. comes to play every time yeah i thought it was great well let's um let's play a clip of the beginning of it in 2014 Russia invaded the United States ally, Ukraine, to reverse that nation's embrace of the West and to fulfill Vladimir Putin's desire to rebuild a Russian empire. In the following years, 14,000 Ukrainians died as they battled superior Russian forces. Earlier this year, Vladimir Zelensky was elected president of Ukraine on a platform of ending the conflict and tackling corruption. He was a newcomer to politics and immediately sought to establish a relationship with Ukraine's most powerful patron, the United States. The questions presented by this impeachment inquiry are whether President Trump sought to exploit that ally's vulnerability and invite Ukraine's interference in our elections, whether President Trump sought to condition official acts, such as a White House meeting or U.S. military assistance, on Ukraine's willingness to assist with two political investigations that would help his re-election campaign. And if President Trump did either, whether such an abuse of his power is compatible with the office of the presidency. The matter is as simple and as terrible as that. So that was the beginning. And now, um, real quickly, we'll play sort of how he wrapped it up about 12 minutes later. (laughs) If we find that the President of the United States abused his power and invited foreign interference in our elections, or if he sought to condition, coerce, extort, or bribe an ally into conducting investigations to aid his re-election campaign and did so by withholding official acts, a White House meeting, or hundreds of millions of dollars of needed military aid, must we simply get over it? Is this what Americans should now expect from their president? If this is not impeachable conduct, what is? Does the oath of office itself, requiring that our laws be faithfully executed, that our president defend a constitution that balances the powers of its branches, setting ambition against ambition so we become no monarchy, still have meaning? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that lays it. That question, if this is not impeachable conduct, what is, Mm -hmm. I feel like is the linchpin of the whole democratic strategy but i do feel like his opening like his opening statement kind of yeah laid out the whole strategy which is like let's familiarize the public with the timeline yeah let's uh let's remind people why this is bad like that this was not in u.s interests to do this is not something that happens all the time Mm -hmm. yeah and like that just the attempt to do this itself is the impeachable conduct, whether or not, because 
we'll get into Republican stuff, but their whole thing is like, well, they got the money eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it didn't even happen. So why? It's fine. Right. And right. I, yeah. Just a reminder that this it was to try and influence a future election. No matter what, if like we keep talking about quid pro quo, extortion, bribery, etc., but just asking a foreign country to basically interfere in our 2020 presidential election is the impeachable offense. Yes, yes. that Dad itself is. The ask itself yes. is the offense, not the fact, like, it's not whether or not the ask was carried out. It's that, yeah. that he asked at all. And that, and like, this was shown throughout the testimony that it actually, the ask and withholding this aid and and messing with our relationship with Ukraine is actually actively against yes. our own interests of the country. Yes. yes. Yeah. It was in the interest of the president, but not of the United States. Right. Yeah. Um, so after Adam Schiff went, Republican Devin Nunes um, gave his opening statement because they each were allowed their own, each side was each allowed their own opening statement. His was a little... Um, it was pretty like... Different. If you didn't watch Fox News, you might have had no idea what he was yeah, talking about. Exactly. And I think more strange, I just don't know what the strategy was here, just sort of like attempted to sort of disparage the witnesses in like yeah. an indirect way. Let's play that clip too. What we will witness today is a televised theatrical performance Fine. staged by the Democrats. Ambassador Taylor and Mr. Kent, I'd like to welcome you here. I'd like to congratulate you for passing the Democrat Star Chamber editions held for the last weeks in the basement of the Capitol. It seems you agreed, witting or unwittingly, to participate in a drama. But the main performance, the Russia hoax, has ended, and you've been cast in the low-rent Ukrainian sequel. I'll conclude by noting the immense damage the politicized bureaucracy has done to Americans' faith in government. Though executive branch employees are charged with implementing the policy set by our president, who is elected and responsible to the American people. Elements of the civil service have decided that they, not the president, are really in charge. I love the imagery of the low rent Ukrainian sequel. Uh-huh. It reminds me of when you find out that there was like a legally blonde three and there's like yeah. a different, it's not Reese Witherspoon, right. it's like it's a different lady. Yeah. Bruiser is just like a weird, like mutt dog with right. one eye, and you're like, what did they yeah. We couldn't get Russia, so we yeah. went to TJ Maxx and we found Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. when I was in middle school and my parents bought me a Rage scooter instead of a Razor scooter. Yeah. Uh. It was horrible. It could you couldn't like switch out the That's wheels with your friends. Like yeah. it was way bigger than all the other scooters. It oh sucked. God. Yeah. So after after <laughs> Nunes said that, um, Adam Schiff. I don't think he made like a thing of it to jump in, but he just restated the. I think this is going to happen anyway. The witnesses' credentials, which basically sort of canceled out all of all of the stuff that Nunes mm-hmm. tried to claim. So Bill Taylor, I feel like Bill Taylor was definitely sort of the star in terms of substance yesterday, but he's yes. a West Point graduate, graduated West Point in, fifth um, in his 1969, class. fifth in his class, Vietnam War veteran, Bronze Star recipient, career public servant, really only agreed to come back in this job because he believed that it would be the best thing for Ukraine, a country he has yeah. a lot of knowledge about and passion for. So like immediately that attempt to yeah. disparage them was like... He, he was retired and the Trump administration right. asked him to come back. And he's also served under, I believe, three Republicans and two Democratic presidents. Yeah, I think it's very likely he's a Republican. It's also, it's just funny to me how the Republicans are all about the troops until somebody says something that they don't like. And then John McCain, throw him under the bus. The Khan family, throw him under the bus. Anyone who testifies against Trump, Robert Mueller, throw him all under the bus. I had bone spurs. Like, no... 
like the respect for the troops only goes as far as if the troops are saying what the fuck they want to yeah. say mm-hmm. and are serving their own agenda. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how they how they sort of treat um, Alexander Vindman next week, who is like a Purple Heart recipient. Yeah. And- they're going to do the same who thing. Who was on the, call. the same thing. Yeah. Who was on the call. Who says that they had omitted stuff from the revised transcript that the president released or the White House released. Yeah. Yes. So as we were saying, the Democratic strategy seemed to be like, here are the facts. I mean, and I think we all knew this going up, like everything to know. Well, we did learn more information than we expected to, yeah. but everything that has already happened is already explosive. Mm-hmm. It's already impeachable. Some of it likely criminal, like it's all already out there. And this, the point of this was to sort of like paint a compelling picture and have these career public servants say it, you know, like as Bill Taylor was reading his opening statement, he spent 40 minutes doing it. It was word for word, very similar to the first one. And I was like, oh, but this is so similar. And then I remember like, Amanda, not everyone's like an asshole who just watches CNN all day. So this is the first time people like it was a good opening statement before. And it was again. And he eventually added new information. But Clearly, they just sort of were like, here are the facts. And then the questions that the Democratic strategy seemed to be to prompt them to sort of explain the implication of what the facts were, that it's beyond just like this is politics as usual. People ask for favors. The president can do what he wants Mm -hmm. and really like, no, this was very serious and could have even resulted in like a loss of life. Yeah, it was like they wanted to show this is abnormal. I think (laughs) how many times did Bill Saylor say unusual? Yeah, totally Uh strange. This is unusual. This was against U.S. interests yeah. and just gave him the floor to put the timeline up. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Taylor, the new goat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm wow, really wow. into him. Yeah. Well, and also when Bill Taylor spoke in his opening statement, he even made comments about like, I'm not here to decide if the president should be impeached or not. Like, I am not a partisan person. That is up to yeah. you guys. So please like just any kind of even like even like furthering um, rebuking what Devin Nunes said and like what and like adding on to what Adam Schiff said yeah. just like yeah. being like this is my job man right yeah this is- George yeah. Kent also opened his up with me first of all George Kent adorable, adorable. love mm-hmm. it love the bow tie that he, like he has he's he's presumably in his 50s he his voice sounds like he's 28 yes he has like the energy of like a young person that lives in New York City and his face is only like he looks like a young person who you've put an age filter on. Yeah. And I was just constantly yes. like, He looks like a face up. That, yeah. I was constantly disarmed by it because I was like, and I was like, like, I was like, I would date this guy. Like there was just something about him that he seemed like he had been he, like in, I don't he know. He was also was, wearing, a bow, tie. He was wearing a bow tie. I love the bow tie. It was the same bow tie he wore in his state department portrait. Yes. It's his favorite bow tie. He has twice now brought a massive Nalgene to hearings. Uh-huh. Which, As he should. Which, like, yeah, you need to be hydrated. That's important. They're always drinking those tiny water bottles. Yeah. Um. What was interesting about that is that I was I was watching a clip on Fox News because sometimes I watch Fox News just to know what what's they're going saying. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it's all most of the time it's like me pulling my hair out and I'm like I need to change the channel. Anyways, um, they were like making fun of the fact that he was drinking water. <laughs> I'm like this like like this is what you're talking this is how yeah. you're going to try and spin this you're going to make he's like oh look at him just like guzzling the like well I guess he's thirsty ha 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 it's I'm been like, five hours yes. <laughs> right. like a man's like, drinking water clearly They're you guys don't drink water trying to like get back at like the original drinking water joke is Marco yeah. Rubio oh, Marco during Rubio. Oh, was, it, yeah. was it like yes. inaugural no it was, oh, it was the re- State of the Union they were yeah also it like, was the Republican response to the yeah. State of the Union and that one it was like well this is three minutes long yeah. maybe yeah. you don't need to drink water right now yeah that but he started doing like <laughs> yeah. It was like, ooh, Marco. Right. Um, right. And another just, thing that yeah. they were saying, it was like Tucker, a guest on Tucker Carlson, they were like, these guys look like they were the guys who sat by themselves at recess. It's like, oh, really? 
Really? That's so weird. First of all, your whole network is people yeah. who sat by right. themselves at recess. That's your whole They're sitting by themselves thing. right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're sitting by yourself screaming at a camera. Like, right. that's your exact yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I, you can't yeah. eat at a restaurant, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Ugh. Oh, this is a real big tangent that I have not. I'm sorry, but to do this. I saw Shep Smith out at a gay bar. Oh, yeah. You did? I never talked about this. I just thought that was really crazy. Shep Smith, who was the Fox News anchor who recently resigned fired no one no one knows really what happened (laughs) i mean i guess so but i was just like looking around at everyone else i'm like does everyone else see this chip smith (laughs) anyways everybody's got a party yeah yeah they do but Um, i felt like as i was watching i was sort of comparing it to the Mueller hearing yes i think that I think Democrats sort of tried to manage expectations saying like a lot of the most explosive information is already out there. We're going to paint a picture. I felt like these as I was watching because they were like, we're not partisans. We're not here to tell you whether to impeach. Sometimes it's like when one party disagrees with the other, it suddenly becomes partisan and what's right and wrong just like goes away. It's like they're suggesting that just by answering the question and I feel like it limits the witnesses because they don't want to come off as partisan. But it's like this is information we actually need and I feel like yesterday they were a little bit more willing to play ball than Robert Mueller was Robert Mueller yeah. famously would not refuse to read from the Mueller report and so these guys were like they read their whole they said what happened yeah in terms yeah. that came out in a way that benefited Democrats whereas I think that Robert Mueller refused to sort of even deliver factual information in ways that could be interpreted politically these yeah. guys were just answering questions yeah. I think that Bill Taylor kind of turned out to be the the golden boy that we had all yeah. hoped yeah. that Robert Mueller would be. And like, it's not Robert Mueller's That's job a good way to put, to put yeah. on a show for us, but like, babe, yeah. come yeah. on. Right. Um, you know what happened. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the whole thing is like they keep they when they they would talk about the Republicans would bring up Mueller and they would bring up the Russia quote unquote Russia hoax. It's like it, a it wasn't a hoax. B he outlined ten ten points of obstruction of justice, and he straight up said ha, the president wasn't the president. He could have indicted him. He right, felt yes. like charges could have been pressed against him. So I don't know why they're trying to claim that this whole Mueller thing is like great and dandy. It's just because it didn't hit the public mm-hmm. the way like. After I remember, you know, we talked about it here, but after the Mueller testimony, I felt like, fuck, that yeah. didn't. Yeah. And like, I think the goal of the Mueller testimony was if it was explosive, it could potentially prompt impeachment inquiry. This is the impeachment inquiry. Yeah. yeah. We're there. Yeah. yeah. So and that's why the stakes weren't as. And that's why Jerry Nadler did not chair. Yeah. That's this what people say that Pelosi wasn't happy with how that went um, out. Yeah. Another thing that reminded me, too, about the. Um, the Mueller investigations or just Mo- Robert Mueller with these two, they talk about how they take extensive notes about every conversation they have. Yes. And there was one part in the testimony that I found interesting is that they handed their notes, everything that they do, all the things that they write goes to the state department and the state department has their notes on a lot of these conversations that are being discussed. The state department is unwilling to give it to the Congress. Yeah. Well, that's a whole thing that comes into uh, the Republican strategy or one of the main Republican strategies was to be like, this is all hearsay. None of you guys have ever directly talked to Trump. You're all talking about things you heard. And it's like, okay, but (laughs) the White House isn't allowing anyone who is has directly talked to Trump to come testify. So if you want to hear from people who directly talk to Trump, we agree. Right. Yeah. But Mick Mulvaney is not showing up. Yeah, John Bolton's like telling private rooms of ticket holders what happened, but he yes. won't tell Congress. Mm-hmm. I think Bolton might come eventually. Yeah. 
I think that we could perhaps get Bolton in the room. Yeah, I think it's possible. Um, we were talking. We talked about the Democratic strategy. We talked about the Republican strategy. Sort of broadly, what did these two guys confirm? I feel like we have a clip that MSNBC compiled of sort of them repeating in various different ways that it was their understanding there was a quid pro quo and that Ukraine wouldn't get a White House meeting or its security assistance without promising to investigate Trump's political rivals. I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. The possibility of a White House meeting was being held contingent to an announcement. The meaning of stalemate was the security assistance would not come. Giuliani's efforts to gin up politically motivated investigations. The president's comments were focused on two things, 2016 and the Bidens, am I right? I believe so, yes. What was communicated to you was that the president wanted investigations into 2016 and the Bidens. That was my understanding. Once I arrived in Kiev, I discovered a weird combination of encouraging, confusing, and ultimately alarming circumstances. Ooh. That's what I really like. A yeah. weird combination. Yeah. <laughs> confusing and ultimately alarming circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah, those are not words that you want to hear. Right. Yeah. Um, he also talked about this point where one of the Ukrainian officials or uh, someone in the military was like thanking him for the gov- for the assistance that the United States was providing, knowing that the United States was withholding that assistance. He felt Bill Taylor, said, knew, Bill yeah. Taylor knew that they were withholding it as he was thanking him for the assistance. And he was like, and they're like, how does it make you feel? And he's like, honestly, I felt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I felt yeah. really wrong about it. And it's like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, he also, important to note, mentioned once again that his wife strongly know, recommended that, so that he not no follow up. join the Trump administration. In no oh, uncertain wow. terms. Bill Taylor's wife is a character in my mind now who like is always standing yeah. in their living room with holding a large glass of wine. Yeah. And when he walks in all sad, she's like... Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? I don't want to say I told you so, yeah. but... Guess you should have listened to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, I realized that like, he was definitely just like kept certain paragraphs and he was probably like, yeah. do I need... This one, yeah, she's I got she's gonna be I gotta put that one back in there. Yeah, yeah. He, she, he was it's like never you, returned to she's again. Like I'm gonna be watching. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't fucking say, yeah. It. And you know, yeah. and they they also talked about how like it's not crazy or <laughs> never mind. Uh, it's like not. <laughs> I, I don't want to say crazy again because they say crazy a lot. Mm-hmm. How it's like not unusual to have like you know two channels working like the official State Department and then like also like a. I don't know what's the word like a, like back a freelancer channel. back channel yeah, freelancer. <laughs> I like being like Giuliani's freelancing. Yeah. <laughs> what was weird about it was that they had totally different yeah. goals, right? Yeah, totally different end goals. And I think that's really important for it, it. Sort of counters an argument that it's like, well, this happens all the time because people are so jaded about politics. And I think Bill Taylor has said like, I wasn't that concerned that Giuliani was involved. Like it happens that presidents have allies that they bring into them, bring mm-hmm. into this work to help pursue their agenda. The problem is that agenda was not the United yeah. States agenda. Yeah, it was a completely different end goal, like right. you were saying. Right. Which I think is an important point. Right, right. Speaking of that, so did we learn anything new yesterday? We did. Yes. yes. <laughs> Bill Taylor revealed some pretty shocking new information. I was surprised this didn't break before. Um, we'll just play the clip. Ambassador Sondland called President Trump and told him of his meetings in Kiev. The member of my staff could hear President Trump on the phone asking Ambassador Sondland about the investigations. 
Ambassador Sondland told President Trump the Ukrainians were ready to move forward. Following the call with President Trump, the member of my staff asked Ambassador Sondland what President Trump thought about Ukraine. Ambassador Sondland responded that President Trump cares more about the investigations of Biden, which Giuliani was pressing for. Oh. Yikes. Whoa. So the, the context is that Bill Taylor's aide was in a restaurant with Gordon Sondland, the guy who's sort of like been talking directly to Trump mm-hmm. about Just all Just revised this. his testimony. Yes, to be guy. like, Actually, you know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a quid pro quo and I actually exactly. told the Ukrainians about yeah. it. Right. <laughs> and I think this call happened after he told the Ukrainians yes. about it. And yeah. then I guess Trump was talking very loudly on an un- unsecure. Certainly Sondland's oh. phone was not oh, secure. I, saying I'm like sure investigations Trump. that like yes. apparently a second person has come forward today or there's a report that another person heard heard just on the phone Trump talking about it. There's no way that Trump doesn't scream no, 100%. in his phone. Oh, he's one of those old people. Absolutely. It's he, on speakerphone. He's, yeah. he's yeah. screaming. He can't hear he's them. Like, I can't hear them, so I need to talk louder. Yes. And then you, on the receiving end, have to pull it away. Yeah. Yes. It's mm-hmm. so loud for you. Yes. He's definitely one of those people. He definitely screams at anyone who speaks another language, yeah. too. Like, thinking that like if oh, you right. speak English louder, they mm. speak English somehow. Yeah. He just forgets <laughs> he's like not standing in front of the, hel- the helicopter on yes. his way to go. Yeah, yeah, he talks at a helicopter level. Maybe that's why he's time. always in front of the helicopter because he can't hear it. He's like, yeah. "What yeah. are you guys talking about? This isn't right. confusing." Why? You know, I'm not, I'm not yelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it makes his normal voice level seem appropriate yeah. because it's like, "Well, there is a helicopter." Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. It's like he's not even going anywhere. They're like, "We just go up and come down so yeah. he can talk." <laughs> but this is pretty significant, right? Yeah, yes. totally. I mean, it connects Trump directly to conversations about soliciting foreign elections, which is funny because it's like. Oh my God, it connects him. But like, then you remember, it's like, he said it in the call, the first yeah. call that we all saw, but now there's this yeah. apparently campaign to say he had nothing to do with it. And also like, um, now there's this whole new line of questioning to take for Gordon oh Sondland's testimony yeah. next week. And which is on Wednesday. Which is on Wednesday. And you could see that this piece of information like rattled people in the room because yes. Republicans didn't address it at all. No. You know, it was just like, okay, let's just mm-hmm. and block I, that yeah, out. Yeah, you would really brains. think that they would be like, maybe even accuse the Democrats yeah. of having already known that. Or like, mm-hmm. I thought that was going to sort of be a, a whole thing. Like, you brought information that we couldn't prepare for. Because, you because mm-hmm. I mean, the point is to remind people watching that this isn't a criminal trial. But because the Republicans have like kind of successfully spun it that way. In my head, I was like, well, the, you, you the, prosecution can't bring new evidence that the defense yeah. hasn't seen mm-hmm. but i guess they can and also it's not that it's just a witness yeah but who's leading the republican strategy strategy jim jordan and what does jim jordan love to do ignore yeah. new information yes. that is being told to him well, about there was crimes a, there was this whole back and forth between jim jordan and adam schiff where jim jordan's like adam schiff is the only person who's met with the whistleblower we don't know how many times he's met with him but it was a blower except like what they talked about etc etc and adam schiff is like I don't know who the whistleblower is. I've never met them. And then they continue <laughs> right. to say it over and over again. It's like, yes, if you, if you keep saying it, it doesn't make it true. She, well, there was also literally before they even got into questioning, uh, a new representative who I didn't know anything about named Elise Stefanik, which oh, is yeah. upsetting to me because there aren't a lot of Elise's. There's no, um, we don't have any consistency in spelling. We're, yeah. we're, a, we're, right. we're a disparate and tight knit group. And yeah. so when one comes up that is being <laughs> disgraceful to the name, it upsets me. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, 
when are you going to let us call our witnesses? And he was like, we did. They come in next week. Right. And she was like, that's only some of them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're not having Hunter Biden. In. Yeah, or the whistleblower. Or the whistleblower. And he was, and, and she was like, and at these closed door hearings, he was like, you weren't there. She was like, I was there sometimes. Yeah. I know, that and was, it was so funny. Oh, that was great, yeah. It was so crazy. She just like went right off the bat. She was like, this is my moment. Well, totally. that like after, after that part where he was like, you didn't come to them. She's like, yeah, I did. He's like, not to all of them. She's like, well, you're right. And then yeah. that was the end of it. I was like, okay, well, all right. Yeah. They, literally, there are Republicans who like their thing is being mad that they were not invited to meetings for committees they weren't on. Right. It's like, I'm, si- I'm sorry we didn't send you an Evite yeah. with like a fun jingle yeah. and like some like... A paperless post. Yeah, like, sorry. She right. was also, they did like a presser after with Jim Jordan, who was not wearing a jacket. Not asshole. wearing a jacket. Figure this out. We He's need- never wearing an ass. Uh, an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> He's never wearing a jacket. Mm. I don't know if he has weird arms or gets hot, but I think everybody gets hot. Like. Yeah. He's never mm-hmm. wearing a jacket. Mm-hmm. He needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs maybe yeah. he's maybe he gets really. Like, sometimes I sweat more if I'm wearing a jacket. So maybe that's. I so I have an issue of sweating as well, yeah. but I wear the jacket to hide the sweating. So it can't be that because if he was sweating, you would see like the the, the outline in the white, but the suit jacket True. hides the sweat. Or maybe he has weird things about like like I can't. I, I'm really weird about textures on my skin. I can't mm-hmm. handle wearing certain things. That's pretty common. Maybe that's it. Mm. Maybe, but you know, we don't know his measurements. Maybe it's hard for him to get a jacket. Maybe, maybe he's got like really long arms, really long arms, broad <laughs> shoulders, <laughs> narrow shoulders. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he we was a res- assistant wrestling coach. So maybe famously. he has long, yeah, famously. Famously involved right. in, yeah. in the wrestling program yeah. at Ohio State. Speaking of Jim Jordan, so I think he was basically moved on to one of these committees involved because people felt really strongly that he could sort of be. Yes. And, you know, if I were a Republican and I was on the fence, I have to say I think Jim Jordan is kind of effective, even though yeah. he's wrong about everything. Like, the way... He's better he, than Devin Nunes. He is. Devin yes, Nunes exactly. has been removed from... I mean, he still gets to do the opening statement because he's still the, the ranking, member, the ranking yeah. member or whatever, but I feel like they realized that Devin Nunes is yeah. a joke. Yes, they were like, oh, you know what? We got to get a new guy. Jim yeah. Jordan does speak at a speed, though, that right. I feel like a lot of people are like, what did he say? He yeah. was like, like, sometimes I speak too fast. And I, I I was thinking I was being like, oh, wow, he's talking very fast. Like my grandmother would have yelled at me and be like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, he's good at um very like smugly dismissing exactly. extremely right. pertinent questions. Like at the yes. end when someone was like, like I saw him in his debrief after and he was, they, they were like, well, what do you say to the... You saw Dem- him in his what? <laughs> I saw him in his debriefs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird. <laughs> that was his uh, intention. Uh, but he, like, they were asking him, um, what do you have to say to the Democratic talking point, or the point that, <laughs> the factual analysis, that uh, even attempted crimes are right. crimes. Right. And he was like, he rolled his eyes so far back in his head and he was like, that's absurd. And like, it's not absurd. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's, but I feel like a Devin Nunes would be like, what? Exactly. <laughs> and like exactly, drop all of his yeah. papers. And, like, and right. so he's at least like, he's good at bullshitting his bullshitty way. Personally to me, he comes off as a complete psychopath, but mm-hmm. yeah, 
Some people are yeah. into that kind. They of They think yeah. they're like doing this thing for their base, or they're like they're like they're yeah. perf- they, a lot of the Republicans were performing, they're like performing yeah. for an audience of one, like yeah. and for that, Trump. and also yes. like Devin Nunes sent out immediately like fundraising emails, yeah. right after his opening statement. It's like, what was your intention? Well, so it's like, did you sir? see that? Like, yeah, it was yeah. rough. Yeah, well, it was not great. Devin Nunes also might need some money to fund his lawsuit, which he's currently yeah. lost. He's he's currently suing the Twitter account Devin Nunes Cow <laughs> no. um, and Devin Cow. <laughs> This is real. He's suing both of those Twitter accounts for making fun of him and pretending yeah. to tweet as him as a cow. That's so random. <laughs> I love that. So and he has, he, yeah, he's yeah. filing yeah. Lawsuits. lawsuit. Lawsuits. Yeah. He has the time. Yeah. At one at one point though, Jim Jordan was a little bit. I don't even think he got rattled, but it was not a shining moment. Yes. He was. We've said a couple times they seem to be harping on the fact that these witnesses, um, Democrats call them their star witnesses. Really, they're the only witnesses that have come that the White House is actually the White House didn't let them come forward. The State Department no. told them not to. They were there because they believed they needed yeah. to be. The witnesses who are coming forward now are people who have agreed to like defy right. this White House order, mm-hmm. basically. Right, right. So Jim Jordan basically is like, he wants to demand that the whistleblower appear. He's like, the whistleblower is the only person that has first information, which is not actually true. No. The whistleblower, the whistleblower has less information than people they've talked to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, we don't even need the whistleblower because the transcript that the White House released right. confirms what the whistleblower yeah. said. We actually but, know yeah. more from other people. Yes, yes. yes. So he was sort of spinning this where he's like, well, I want, we should hear from the whistleblower because we should hear from the person that started it all. And that sort of backfired. Listen to this. I said this last week, but this is, this is a sad day. This is a sad day for this country. You think about what the Democrats have put our nation through for the last three years. Started July of 2016 when they spied on two American citizens associated with the presidential campaign and all that unfolded with the Mueller investigation after that. And when that didn't work, here we are. Based on this, based on this is a, the American people see through all this. They understand the facts support the president. They understand this process is unfair and they see through the whole darn sham. With that, I yield back. Mr. Welch. Uh, Thank you. I say to my colleague, I'd be glad to have uh, the the person who started it all come in and testify. Uh, President Trump is welcome uh, to take a seat right there. Love it impromptu laugh line. Pete Welch from Democrats. There were a few moments of laughs in the room, and yeah. none of them were at Democrats, right? No, no. That was a good. That, I think that was the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, mean, oh, that, that was, was audible. I was like, yeah. Are you UCB trained? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> like, that was great. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. And <laughs> they, t- Bill Taylor said, "I don't consider myself a star witness for anything. Yes. I'm not here to take one side or the other or to advocate for any particular outcome." Bill Taylor also really just like talked about how he did a really convincing job of demonstrating that Ukrainians are in actual danger when the aid is held up mm-hmm. because we are the superpower backing the Ukrainians fighting another superpower or perceivably a superpower, which is Russia. And withholding the security assistance basically invites Russia to pounce on a weakened Ukraine and it would cost actual Ukrainian lives. 13,000 Ukrainians have died in this country's conflict with Russia. Um, And they die every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, I I think that's something that maybe gets lost that I I appreciated both George Kent and Bill Taylor kind of walking through. Cause I think, I mean, I'm even talking about myself who's in with the news, but like the average American is not, Mm -hmm. they probably remember like, oh yeah, Russia annexed Crimea. And I remember that from, 
2014. 2014. But you don't realize that like, yeah, that was the start of something that has been going on Mm -hmm. since then that is extremely real to the people who are living there and actually costing lives. Yeah. Yeah. They're still fighting them. And it's like, not that any one country should be more important and fall importantly to us than another, but that's generally a fact. And like Ukraine, to most people, it sounds like just a random Eastern European country, but it's really like sort of between the east and west in a way that's like mm-hmm. if we have ukraine as like a willing democracy who's friendly to the west like that is mm-hmm. really huge in how yes. russia can sort of we can slow russia's grip on that yeah. part of the world it's mm-hmm. like our relationship with them even though it's a smaller country is strategically one of our more important relationships yes mm-hmm. and like just the on a philosophical moral international relations level <laughs> if Russia is allowed to go into Ukraine and take part of their territory. What is yeah. the domino yeah. effect of that without anybody law. saying anything? Broke, yeah. They broke international law. They violated something that's been going on for 70 years. Yes. By trying to like take the sovereign nation of, of yes. other, like, you know what I mean? It's We all, like all the major world powers agreed on a couple of things. Yeah. And one of them is the sovereignty of people's borders. And we were mm-hmm. like, we're not doing like imperialism anymore mm-hmm. yeah. we did it we actually really fucked up a lot of places yeah. with it um we're not gonna pay for that but we are gonna stop going forward yeah and, like yeah and this is i mean it was a huge violation of the rules of the game and, yeah. basically that's why that's why they're no longer in the g7 you know yes. and that's why there's these sanctions against russia it's because they did this thing and once we started withholding this aid from the Ukrainians, it was kind of giving Russia even more of a go ahead to be like, oh, I'm just going to push a little further. Maybe yeah. I'll go into yeah. this place next, this place next, because right. if, yeah, if Trump stays there's president, no like Bill Taylor said a couple of times, it's like we are we sent the signal, even though it was temporary, like you can't you can't walk that back like the mm-hmm. argument that, yes, the aid was released also once the White House got wind that people were looking into it like. It's enough. Like damage was done, which yeah. I think people should know too. Like we signaled to Russia, and if nothing, ha- Bill Taylor didn't say this. I'm saying that if nothing happens from this, Russia's going to be like, "All right, next time we can get even yeah. further with that guy." Well, yeah. Vladimir Putin knows that at best we're indifferent towards right. the Ukraine, the situation in Ukraine at that this point, and now has probably. I imagine he watched the hearings yesterday. <laughs> I think that oh, yeah. Putin's probably keeping abreast of the whole yeah. situation, and now he saw that Donald Trump has communicated to his top foreign policy people that he only cares about these investigations. He does not care Mm -hmm. about the other shit that is going on. Bill Taylor said, it's one thing to try to leverage a meeting in the White House. It's another thing, I thought, to try to leverage security clearance, because security assistance. It was much more alarming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason a meeting at the White House is important is because it kind of symbolizes that relationship that like the U.S. is backing us. We are still friends with the U.S. If you mess with us, you mess with our big old buddy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, and Ukraine had earned that meeting. I don't think any Democrat is trying to say that Ukraine has never had an issue with corruption. Mm-hmm. It's just that that issue has nothing. It's not yeah. Hunter Biden's problem. And that yeah. is nearly the most like the argument that's like Donald Trump just sincerely wanted to root out corruption. It's like who where who this is the only time Bitch, where? that he yeah. tried. And so they had really wanted this meeting because like. The guy, like, I think Zelensky, like, he won, which was huge because he's an outsider who promised reforms. He got rid of his whole cabinet and hired a new one, I believe, something like that. Mm-hmm. He, like, changed a rule that, that lawmakers would have immunity. Like, he did everything he was supposed to do to get that meeting. 
And that's why you can sort of understand why he was like he was about to go to a microphone and go on CNN to be like, I guess I got to do this, too, to get this meeting, because this is what we need to signal to like Russia that that they're on our side. That's why that whole argument that they have, it's about being like, well, they got this. They got the security assistance. So who cares? It's like they weren't going to get it. What happened was is on September 9th, the House found out that this was happening. They found out this was happening. And it had to go or else it would never go. And that's when... And then on the 11th, two days later, is uh, Zelensky was scheduled to talk on CNN to yeah. announce the investigations. It's yeah. like it was, there's just like a two day period where it got fucked up. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. It yeah. was going to happen. This he is, was just, like, announce this is the investigation. just like with Mueller. It's like, well, you know, he asked people to fire Mueller, but they didn't do it. Yes. They asked him to do this. It's a very and, similar like argument against yes. like he didn't obstruct because he was not successful. He's too much of a failure and this whole thing about um needing him to publicly announce it i think and i don't know if i necessarily saw anyone making this point but this came to my mind if any you know democratic congress people are listening and they (laughs) want to take it uh the (laughs) fact that he was like obsessed with him announcing it publicly i think also shows that his point his concern is not corruption because it's like why he wasn't like i want you to investigate the biden yeah he was like, I want you to say on television yeah. that you are investigating the Bidens. I don't think he gives two shits if no. Zelensky investigated a single other thing he after does, that day. He does not. In that transcript or that rough transcript that they released, there is the word corruption does not come up once. No. no. Biden does. Yeah. yeah. Says what the Bidens. It's horrible. It sounds horrible to me. And if you were if you were so concerned about corruption, A, it's like if you, if you think Ukraine is so corrupt, why would you think that they would be rooting on corruption? B... There's like Ukrainian oligarchs who are backed by Putin and you, you know, like yeah. maybe they should be the ones that you're looking into first. Yeah. 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 I mean, also, it's, yeah. it's just. We're trying to make sense of something that doesn't is nonsensical. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that like, I think Republicans did a decent job of dancing around things. Well, OK, so let's talk about the Republicans lawyer. So the yes. beginning of this, they Steve Castor, Steve Castor they had um, Nunes and. Schiff each had 45 minutes to question they took like about half of that maybe a little less it seemed like and then gave the rest to these attorneys the explanation for this was that these attorneys are more skillful and they're not putting on a political show but that was but then everybody else still got five minutes and Nunes and Schiff talked plenty so I don't really understand what was so beneficial about having them certainly on the Republican side I don't think that he had a great first day at work no no yeah he has questions that sort of seem designed to like legitimize trump's concern what we were just talking about like but don't you think there was corruption wasn't there corruption what about this guy and these two men are very familiar with everything and they gave answers to the questions but there were some where like like bill taylor there's look up on youtube just look up washington post video they have a very funny mashup of like Bill Taylor sincerely wants to answer Steve Castor's questions. He just cannot because yeah. they don't make any sense. He's like, do you know um, if Hunter Biden went to grad school? Do you know where he lives? Do you know Do you know if he was qualified <laughs> for this job? Do you know what Trump knew about this at this Does time? And Bill Taylor starts laughing because he's like, no, I can't say yes or no to you. Like, I can't say things that benefit them under oath. And I can't say things that yeah. benefit you under oath. Like, What's what's Hunter Biden's Chipotle right, order? Right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, yeah. uh, I don't yeah. know, it, man. It, it, there was, this is another one of those like kind of laughing moments yeah. here is when he was like, at one point, Castro was urging Taylor to say that it, was, that it wasn't that. It's like, it was weird, but it wasn't that weird, was it? Yeah. So he's like, it was irregular, but it wasn't that irregular for Gordon San- Sondland, the ambassador to the EU, which is not, which Ukraine is not a part of, um, to be involved with this uh, whole ordeal. And Taylor said it was a little unusual. Then Castor asked, but not outlandish, right? 
<laughs> Taylor smiles and shakes his head, and he just like wouldn't answer. He's yeah, like, we can't. I tried to see yeah. if a clip of this would work, but it's it's just it's, very funny. It's, it's very visual. Yeah. It's yeah. very visual. Bill Taylor's just sort of like. I mean, he does the guy a favor because he's like, I I don't, I can't give you the answer you want. So I'm not going to give you, I'm I'm not not going to make a fool out of you. But like, if you were, if you could see, like, if you listen to this on the radio, you might think that was fine. But yeah, it was very funny. He was literally being like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was bad. But was it? As bad as the worst thing <laughs> that's I think ever that, I think happened. It was like, like, like yeah. as outlandish as it could be. Yeah. yeah. And then Bill Taylor's still like, yeah. Know. It was very funny to watch. Yeah. He's like, is it as bad as nuclear war? And right. He's like, I, don't, I mean, I guess not, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, right. No. Yeah, yeah. It was that was a weird line of questioning. I felt like the Republicans were quite dissatisfied. Yeah. <laughs> with that. Yeah. Um. Castor oil is the antidote to love potion in Harry Potter. And I can say that Steve Castor was not the antidote. (laughs) Not at all. I didn't even realize that that was true. So that's interesting. It's a fact I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Another funny Republican showing was John Ratcliffe. Um, He's a Republican from Texas. And I was reading that he's like one of Trump's favorites and one that Republicans, honestly, everyone kind of disappointed themselves, I think. He was one that like 
they're really trying to put forward as Trump's like main defender because what he has said behind closed doors are um, excuse me, the opposite to the media has like sort of made sense and seems to connect with people. But during his turn to question, he asked Bill Taylor to point out the impeachable offense in the phone call and asked him a number of questions and then is like shocked that Bill Taylor attempts to answer and then sort of like loses his mind. The Ukrainian president stood in front of the world press and repeatedly, consistently, over and over again, interview after interview, said he had knowledge of military aid being withheld, meaning no quid pro quo, no pressure, no demands, no threats, no blackmail, nothing corrupt. And unlike the first 45 minutes that we heard from the Democrats today, that's not secondhand information, it's not hearsay, it's not what someone overheard Ambassador Sondland say, that was his direct testimony. Ambassador Taylor, do you have any evidence to assert that President Zelensky was lying to the world press when he said those things? Yes or no? Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can respond. My time is short. Your time yes is or no? That's right. I have no reason to doubt what uh, the president said um, in, in his... Okay, very good. So, uh, in this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Shout it out. Anyone? Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can just respond, let me just reiterate that I'm I've not here. I've got one minute left. I, I know, let, let me, I know me, you only got a minute left. I've just point. got 30 seconds. You asked the witness I've, a question. I've, the witness I will withdraw the question. Let me and, just make and this And I'm not point. here to take the one side or the other. That's your Ambassador, decision. let me answer this. The let general, me ask you this question. The general will suspend. Spend the time, Ambassador Taylor, would you like to answer the question? Suspend the time, please. I withdrew the question. The general will suspend. We will suspend the clock. Suspend the clock and one minute, please. Ambassador Taylor, would you like to respond to the question? Mr. Ratcliffe, I would just like to say that I'm not here to do anything having to do with, uh, to, to decide about impeachment. That is not what either of us are here to do. This is, this is your job. We restore, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This restore is time your to job. the clock to one minute. Uh, no, but you may continue 22 seconds. <laughs> Fine. Mr. Ambassador, um, <clears throat> I think everyone knows that House Democrats have made up their mind to impeach one president. The question that we've just... Oh, yikes. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I love uh, just like weary Adam Schiff voice. Or he's just like, the ambassador... Please let the ambassador yeah. answer the question. That's why I think that Schiff managed those little confrontations really well. He could yeah. have been a little bit of a He's truly not reactionary at all. He's no. just like, suspend the time. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then I no. guess what happened at the end was that he had, it seemed like Ratcliffe was under the impression he was going to get a full minute back. And then Schiff was like, no, you'll, you took all that time to yell at the ambassador. Yeah. So yeah. no. And then you hear like, ooh. Yeah. Well, I think like no. the Republicans in the galley were like yeah. upset. This whole argument that Zelensky was like, it was like, he didn't even actually say no pressure. Let's just like yeah. clear that up. But he did. He when he was he was asked these questions while sitting next to President Trump. A that's yes. an awkward way to put it. Mm-hmm. B, Ukraine still needs the United States assistance, no matter what is going on here. There, and his Zelensky's first interest is Ukraine. Is his people. Yeah, and he's not going to do anything to fuck that up. So he's not going to get involved. He's not going to get. He's not going to get involved in our bar, part in no. our partisan bullshit. Can no. you imagine this? This poor guy. I, I mean, who knows? I don't know. We don't know everything about him. Something terrible could come out about him. But like, he has like he 
got he's a comedian. He gets elected to try to change things for his country and to make it like position better so that the West trusts it and they can get some help with like getting Russia off their back. Does everything he can and then like he's like Okay, I guess I have to participate in corruption yeah. to seem less corrupt. Yeah. I think after Zelensky is done being president of Ukraine, he should write a new show mm. about his time being president yeah. of the Ukraine and play yes. himself again 100%. Yeah. as a comedy. Because he must be... As, know, that as someone happen. who probably has a good sense of humor, he's probably like, son of... <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like talking to Donald Trump, first of all, he must be like this fucking yeah. guy is an idiot and then he also has to spend time with rudy giuliani like yeah i imagine the the notebooks full of material that he yeah. has that he is unable mm-hmm. to use are filling every oh day <laughs> like, um yikes. so did trump watch the hearings he said that he was too busy to watch incidentally of course yesterday he met with turkish president erdogan um Last time behind a closed door meeting that sounded very intense. Um, last time Erdogan was here, his people beat the shit out of peaceful protesters. Remember that? Yep. That was awful. I recently came across that video again and was quite disturbed and nothing happened. When I um, went to do my Fox News check in because I watched the whole thing and then I was like, let's after it was done. I was like, let's see what Fox News is saying about this. They had already cut to Trump's press conference with Erdogan. No other network was cutting to it. But they were like, let's cut away from that and just cut to the president doing president stuff uh, immediately. Like they were they were done talking about the hearing immediately, which to me was a signal of how bad it was for them that they were like. We actually need time to like regroup and figure out which parts of this we're going to steal and spin and whatever. Right. Which I do not think if he had met with Erdogan after the Mueller testimony, they would have cut to it that fast because they had a lot of like meat to go through there. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, it was just so objectively bad for them that they were like, let's just cut to this other thing. I think they even played Wendy Williams yesterday. During this, this. Really <laughs> I don't think they like I think they just like Went with their like Regular programming At a certain point Yeah That makes sense Well yeah I mean And then like A couple weeks ago Lindsey Graham was like Yeah I'm not gonna watch I don't care oh. Yeah That's okay. what you want In your elected officials But it's also It's like I don't know why They think this Erdogan thing Is a good distraction It's like we Do we not No we, apparently the meeting Was like Republican senators Yelling at Trump and Erdogan About how they're killing people Oh wow Yeah Well That was not a smart idea no. On the uh White House side, I will say. I think I honestly think they probably scheduled it because the people who deal with Trump are like, we got to give him something to do on this day, or That's else true. he is gonna be unmanageable. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you like you take you give a toddler their favorite totally. toy. Right. Like, we would to love to take them. him golfing, but the yeah. optics. Yeah, the optics are bad. So I guess we'll have him meet with Erdogan. Yeah. That's <laughs> better. Which, which dictator can get here quicker? Yes, quickest. exactly. Who do we have on speed dial? Yeah. Yeah. Jar- Jared, Who's not mad at us? Can we WhatsApp uh, yes. a couple of dictators and see who yeah. can get here? That's, so speaking of Erdogan and Jared, that was one of, you kind of hinted at this before with John Bolton. John Bolton talked about how uh, apparently in some closed door meeting how he thinks that the Turkey policy is based off of some personal financial interest involving Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. Sounds about right. Um, Another thing about John Bolton that kept coming up, and I do feel like maybe we will hear from John Bolton because I think John Bolton is not happy with how he was treated at the White House. Um, But I think he wants to make money on his book and whatever first. But... um, they kept using this quote, which I if, if it had been in the other stuff, I, I hadn't like registered yeah. it of him hearing about what was going on with Ukraine, leaving the room and saying, I don't want to be a part of whatever drug yeah. deal is going on here. Mm-hmm. John and Bolton. 
Yeah. John Bolton. And he's he's not a person that um, shies away from aggressive foreign policy. No. That's sort of his main problem. It's funny because like a year ago we were like, John Bolton's the most terrifying motherfucker uh-huh. all, all up in there. And now it's like, well, tell us what happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we thought we were going to war with Venezuela yeah. because John Bolton wanted it. I know. It was right. like, now he was like, I want that. This is a drug deal. Yeah. This is a, he called Rudy Giuliani a hand grenade and he doesn't, he, well, apparently he wields those very casually. Yeah, so. I mean, show me the lie on that yeah. one. So like. Yeah. Yeah, so what's next? Gordon Sondland I'm I'm looking forward to that's on Wednesday on Wednesday the same day as the debate so we're gonna die television Uh to watch I know Mm -hmm. the Thursday pod is gonna be five hours long yeah yeah you know what you guys if you follow us on Instagram message us and let us know what you would like us to focus on I I think that maybe we'll do it 50 50 it really depends I feel like there's not gonna be a ton of new information in the Democratic debate Elise informed me in the newsletter this morning Julian Castro did not qualify did not qualify Mm -hmm. um but that I think Blo- I don't know. No, I don't think Bloomberg is in it either. No, and Deval Patrick, who entered yesterday, I assume is not going to be no in it. No, so no. Um, Tulsi will be there. Tulsi though. will be there. Yes, um, Steyer is still in as well. Yes. So what was like? I just like an overall feeling I had afterwards. I was like, I don't know if that I've been just like so naive this whole time. Like I, I've been aware of this, but like I, it just makes me feel very naive that. It's like even when like how partisan things really are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even when the facts are there, how it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I felt like there's never been such an explicit showing of it in these past four years or even like maybe I should have guessed it when Obama got elected and Mitch McConnell said like we're not going to let this. our, Our number one goal is to make him a first term president and not let him get anything done like. That should have been like a clue, but like this seems just like so outrageous that they're so that they're defending him so yeah. starkly. I'm like, you guys look crazy. Like, don't you realize? Like, I mean, I, I'm hoping that they'll like if we still have history books in ten years, like <laughs> you will be like on the wrong side of history forever. I think forever. that's why Democrats felt it was so important to do this. It's because yeah. to me, I think also the reason I felt positively about yesterday is because I I do believe this is a foregone conclusion. I believe he will be impeached and he will not be removed. Yes. But this is, we got to the point where this was worth doing mm-hmm. to have all of those people on the record Yes. For in the history books, when it's like, oh my God, that was even worse than Nixon. Like, how did that guy get to stay? Yeah, yeah and El- because of these people, Elizabeth Warren actually has made this point before, yes. where she's like, impeach him in the House so that we can get every senator on record yes. about we- what happened mm-hmm. here. And like, I mean, think about um, in two thousand eight how. Obama basically got the nomination because he had voted against the Iraq war. Mm-hmm. And we know where things are now, but wait a couple of years because some of these baby boomers yeah. out of here. Yeah. Like it's gonna there's gonna come a point where the vote not to impeach Trump will be a liability for some yes. of those senators. And another running. reason to have it on the record is because if he is not convicted, which I don't think he will be, and if he is asked to serve another term like say he does something even worse and it results in actual real consequences then it's like well the house impeached him yeah. over that and like maybe if you had if you had removed him like we suggested this wouldn't have happened like we're, yeah. we're not what we're talking about people could have died had that assistance not 
been yeah. let through. Yeah. And like if you if we had done nothing, he searched. This phone call was the day after the Mueller testimony. It was yes. the day after he went on the phone and he pressured another country. Because mm-hmm. what he is did he not face consequences. What is he going to do the day after he gets off for this? Mm-hmm. Like maybe something slightly less worse than what he would have done had we not decided to impeach. Yeah, that is terrifying to think about. So what's next, guys? Well, well, we've got Marie Ivanovich on Friday. They're yeah. also apparently de- uh, doing a deposition closed door with Gordon's or or Bill Taylor's aide right. who heard Gordon Sondland say all that. I think that's on shady shit. That's on Friday also too, on Friday. Yeah. yeah. And then Tuesday, Jennifer Williams and Alexander Alexander Vindman. Tuesday mo- afternoon, Kurt Volker and Tim Morrison. Wednesday morning, Gordon Sondland, which Oof. is going to be the uh, we all think is going to be the big one wednesday afternoon two more people laura cooper and david hale thursday fiona hill holy shit vinman's a big one too because vinman did hear the call yeah so that's going to be uh yeah a first-hand witness and an unimpeachable witness he's the one that like fox news really came for yeah well there i think they're going to try to character assassinate the shit out of him because their hearsay argument doesn't work with him so they're going to have to pivot to something else Purple Heart recipient. Purple mm-hmm. Heart recipient. Yeah. So Mitch McConnell, uh, he said we should give the people an opportunity to put the case on. The House will have presenters. The president will no doubt be represented by lawyers as well. Because he's talking about how that he, he has no in- interest in preventing an impeachment trial in the Senate actually happening. Yeah. It's interesting. I So Mitch McConnell has signaled that he's going to like... He well, first of all, he also has to let. I think there are like rules that are like yeah, he you has can't just to, motion to dismiss. Yeah. yeah, but he can he can limit a lot of things once yeah. the impeachment trial gets to the Senate. He can limit how long it's happening. Like remember with Kavanaugh, they were like, okay, we'll investigate this for one week. Right, right. So yeah. he could be like, well, it has to be done within a week. You know, even if and then if the White House gets everyone to not show up, there there right, are a lot right, of sneaky yeah, yeah. things Mitch McConnell right. can do. Yeah that aren't just stopping the hearing from happening. And, it, right. and it's mandatory for senators to be there. And we yes. talked about this. We have six senators running to be the Democratic, uh, for the Democratic nomination, who will have to be there. Yes. So it's like, I wonder what, I wonder which side he wants to play it. Is he like, does he want to drag it out so they can't campaign? Or does he like, try and get, like, you know what I mean? Or do you try what and, does, it's hard, so hard to put yourself in Mitch McConnell's head. <laughs> Would he rather? In his turtle shell. Would he rather make it go fast so that the impe- so that the inquiry is like kneecapped, mm-hmm. but and Donald Trump is safer, or would he rather make it harder for Democrats to campaign and make a rep- like make Donald Trump's campaign safer? I don't think he wants the public to see what Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders have to say yeah. about this. And Kamala, who, well, Kamala's going to slay. She, her yeah. polling isn't, but yeah. I mean, yeah. it could go up if she if has she, this shiny she moment. Slays. I mean, yeah. she's just great in hearings, so I'm always happy to have her at a hearing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so for one more thing today, we're going to play a game of who's the biggest asshole in Congress. Woo! This, this is so, something we do at our live shows. It's a lot of fun. How does it work? So all three of us are going to have 20 seconds to, for our, to nominate someone to be the biggest asshole in Congress. Um, and, and then, then our producer yes. Ronnie is gonna vote yes. on who was most convincing. Ronnie will decide for the people 
Kamala Harris for the people <laughs> uh, who is the biggest asshole in Congress. Okay. Yeah. So each of us will be representing a different person. You've already heard about all of their performances. Yes. So far, but we'll just be reminding you why they're bad. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. So in I 20 seconds game. or however long it takes. I feel like I'm not going to need that long. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Put 20 seconds on the clock. <laughs> I mean, there's no clock. <laughs> I can do it. I got it. There is a clock. It just never occurred to us. Um, okay. Devin Nunez. Devin Nunez, he's suing two accounts that are impersonating him as a cow. This, I'm the, sorry. The clock I don't is know going what crazy. has happened. Why did it? It started going back. Just, just take as long as you need and then. Okay. I feel like I'm rushing myself for okay. no reason. Um, Devin Nunez, he's suing two Twitter accounts, Devin Nunez cow. And I think it's just like Nunez cow. Yeah. Moo you. <laughs> like boo. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, his opening statement was full of conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um, he brings up Burisma, bullshit, um, et cetera, et cetera. Also, He's just not very qualified to be there. Yeah. I mean, he was like, what? I forget what he was, but I think he was like, worked in agriculture before this. Uh, when he's, and he's sharing a seat with Adam Schiff, who's a former lawyer. I don't know. Just feels, he just doesn't, I just don't feel like he needs to be there. Yeah. He sucks. Mm-hmm. Devin Nunes sucks. Um, he also like gave in from, like during the Mueller, when he was like still yes. in charge as a Republican. I feel like I'm like going to argue for all of these people yeah, to be please. it. But when he was still in charge as a Republican, when like when he had Adam Schiff's job, he would just like go over to the White House and give them all of the information yeah. that w- they had on what was happening with Mueller. And now they're actually looking into one of his aides for illegal activity concerning that. Great. And also it is suing two Twitter accounts that are pretending to be him as a cow, which parody is important. <laughs> parody Twitter accounts suing. Um, I can go next. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing Jim Jordan. Uh, who, first of all, point number one, he has been in every single iteration of this game that we have played because he has <laughs> always done some bullshit. Every time we play this game after a major thing has happened, Jim Jordan is one of the people because he is an asshole. Why isn't he wearing a jacket? He won't answer these questions. We need to know. He's always wearing sort of like a gray shirt, yellow tie, no jacket combination. Does his closet look like Doug? Is it the same outfit over and over again? Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Exactly. We don't We don't know. He's not answering the important questions, but he is asking a bunch of dumbass questions, <laughs> which we just heard. And most importantly, he did not investigate sexual misconduct at Ohio State University when he was in charge of the wrestling team there. Several people who were on the wrestling team say that they came forward to Jim Jordan, told him about misconduct, and he did not do anything. And a new person came forward about it last week. Mm -hmm. This is still happening. And yet Mm -hmm. he goes up there and throws out a bunch of conspiracy theories and just pretends like he's a reasonable person whose opinion we should be listening to and refuses to acknowledge that, like, Literally multiple people, not hearsay, buddy, multiple people have come forward and been like, hey, I told you that the team doctor was engaging in sexual misconduct and you didn't do anything. A referee walked in on the this guy masturbating in the shower to the other people. Yep. And And Jim Jordan Jordan was like, I what? Well, no, he said, oh, that's just whatever his name is. That's what he said, according to this guy. Allegedly. Oh, you know, that's just... That's just what he does. That's just, it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. Pro-public masturbation, anti-jacket, Jim Jordan. That's my... Uh, that's that's the weird thing. That's I'm very suspicious of that. Okay, John Ratcliffe. John Ratcliffe is a Republican from Texas. He was the guy yesterday who yelled at ambassadors and veterans when they mm-hmm. tried to answer his question. He also did this with Robert Mueller, who's also a decorated 
uh, veteran and mm-hmm. and public servant. But John Radcliffe. John Ratcliffe was Trump's nominee for director of national intelligence for about two days. Mm-hmm. In those two days, it came out that he had fudged his resume and in ways. So he claimed to have oversaw the arrest of 300 immigrants, which is cool. not which apparently was, you know, for them is like, well, that's great. And um, said that he had personally arrested um uh, people in Hamas and um, people accused of funneling money to Hamas. These things were not true. They were known to be not true. So several days after Trump nominated him, he withdrew that nomination. So this guy is very mean to good people, vulnerable people, lies about causing people. a great deal of harm. And that's John Radcliffe. I think he's the biggest asshole um, in Congress. Before we vote, do you guys? We, this is all we can talk about because it's such a big story. Obviously, the impeachment is mm-hmm. huge. I, um, it's so funny. Did you hear, see that story about how there was someone working in like the Justice Department or working for the White House somewhere was hired by the, the administration who faked a Time magazine cover? Yeah, we're gonna have a story of that on SEP a little later. Oh, it's I so, love that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous, and they no, and she got the job. Yes, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Can I also say before we go to voting that the number one, the person who I actually think had the best day yesterday, is unfortunately. Stephen Miller, because yes, <laughs> within the last 48 hours, the Southern Poverty Law Center released many emails from him where he espouses white supremacist views. It's crazy what he says in these emails. Yeah. He like promotes white supremacist conspiracy theories and nobody's talking about it because literally the next day was the big, the opening of the impeachment testimony. So I think he's just going to get away with it and it's going to be no problem and no one's going to be talking about yeah. it. Mm. And let, but if that had happened on a slow news day, his job might be he might be in trouble, but he's not in trouble. Because the impeachment hearing happened. Yeah. So great day for Stephen Miller, unfortunately. Ronnie. Okay, Ronnie, what do you think? Who convinced you? I'm going to have to go with no jacket Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he's won again. I think he got he got an unfair advantage by being um, by ignoring sexual assault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of unfair of him to have done that in the, yeah. in the yeah. terms of the game. <laughs> um, another thing, Roger Stone's jury is deliberating right now. So oh. that'll be fun to know what happens to Roger Stone. Wow. A lot of things. Uh, so yeah. uh, so Let's wrap much. this up. So all many right. things. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll add all that when we have the time to go into it. Yeah. Okay, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.